stuff. It's episode 54 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found my show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talk to one of the creators, one of the creators in a real and major way. I talk to Harry Gottlieb, who is the creator of the You Don't Know Jack game. You ever played that? It's like one of the most fun games ever, and I talked to Harry about what it's like to create a game and all the other things that he and his company are working on. In addition, we'll have a review, a movie review of the Batman movie. I saw the Batman movie on Saturday with chief movie reviewer Zaki, and uh, we'll horse around. It's been a while. In addition, 4 Plus 1, featuring a uh, pretty interesting concept, I think, maybe, based on current events. I think it's interesting. I think it's really cool. Anyhow, thanks for listening. As always, check out www.goodstuffpod.com for anything that you may need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you very soon. Like the end of the show soon. Like, you know, in a few minutes. Horsing around. And now, time for Horsing Around with my kids. Not really horsing around, mostly just talking, but we call it horsing around. What do you love about Hamilton? Um, I like about Hamilton is there's the sign that says, Eliza's Angelica, Eliza and Peggy, the Scarlet Sisters. So you like, you like that your name is in it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite character in Hamilton? Um, Angelica. Angelica's your favorite? Not Eliza? No. Hmm. Angelica's a beautiful She is? Yep. Huh. I need it lighter. Okay. Do you, do you have any other favorite Hamilton songs besides that one? Yes. What's another one? Um, hmm? um, Hamilton. Hamilton is your favorite Hamilton song? Yeah. Okay. It's Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. You want to sing a little? Yeah. Okay, ready? One, two, three, go. Stylish sisters <laughs> are the best. Angelica Eliza and Peggy Sky Oh Sisters Okay, I'm here with Chief Movie Reviewer Zachy. We just saw a Lego Batman movie and what did you think? Pretty good. Pretty good. So why just pretty good? It was really good. It was really good. Who's your favorite character? I didn't have one. You didn't have one. You liked all of them? No. You didn't? I didn't like any of them. You didn't like any of the... So, you didn't like any of the characters, but it was a really good movie? Yeah. Okay. Would you recommend it to other people? Actually, King Kong is my favorite. King Kong. Spoiler alert. Any, um... Would you recommend it for other people? Yeah. Okay. How old do you think you need to be to see it? 
Eight or so. Eight or so? But you're only seven. Well, seven or so. Seven or so. Do you think six-year-olds would like it? Maybe. It's not really scary, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. And, and they actually say pew, pew, pew. I know. It's pretty funny. Okay. Well, thank you for reviewing the movie. Anything, you're welcome. Anything you want to say to your audience? Go watch that movie. Okay. I bet you... I bet you $5 that it's good. You bet me. Okay, you hear that? Zachy bets you Just all kidding. $5 that Just it's kidding. good. Just kidding. <laughs> It's four plus one. Usually the top four songs in my car plus one I try to get my kids to listen to. However, this week it's the Grammy edition. We're going to listen to the five Grammy nominees for Best Children's Album. And our plus one is going to be the winner. It's nice to have a winner. Coming in at number four is Don't Knock It Till You Try It by Grammy nominee Brady Reimer and the little band that could. Coming in at number three is City of Hills by Frances England from her album, Explorer of the World, which we've heard a lot of lately. Grammy nominated. Sweeping views are always good unless the fog gets in the way. Coming in cold right off the bay. Right off the bay. Coming in at number two is The Legend of Talkin' Sam by the Okie Dokie Brothers. I was born to a pioneer woman and a Rocky Mountain Mountain man. They named me Samantha Rosiana, but I told them I'd go by Sam. Had spurs on my boots, a whip in my hand, didn't wail or scream or cry. I come out riding a panther, open a twister out of the sky. Coming in at number one is Show and Tell by Recess Monkey from the album Novelties. You may remember my talk with Jack Foreman from Recess Monkey way back at episode number 13. Congratulations to Recess Monkey on the Grammy nomination. Started normally with the shell me I brought in from the sea Held it up to our ears so carefully That's how you do it at the show and tell Edgar got some new sunglasses He brought them in to show off to And the now plus one, the winner The Grammy winner You may remember my talk with him From episode number 17 Congratulations to Secret Agent 23 Skidoo Who won Best Children's Album With his record that came out just last year called Infinity Plus One. Congrats, congrats, congrats. And here's his song Glimmer from the album Infinity Plus One. Wena. I love you for the way you shine. Someday I'm gonna make you mine, I swear. I'll fly all the way there. I'll see you soon, it won't be long. I love you even when you're gone, I stare And watch you float through the air Ooh. 
You ever seen a mar around a flickering flame? Getting so close, it's almost an Icarus thing. Yo, that's deep love, even if you consider it strange. Here's a story of a different moth that glimmers her name. She shimmered and changed in a beam of light from green to white. When seen in flight, she gleamed like a dream might. Fuzzy soft wings held her aloft like a balloon. Who'd have thought a lunar moth to fall in love with the moon? But that's what happened. She was a younger moth back then, fresh from the cocoon. Fluttering and flapping with the buddies and laughing. Be sure to check out all of this music on Amazon for Recess Monkey, which is only available on Amazon, Apple Music, or Spotify. Congratulations to all of these artists on the Grammy nomination. All very, very deserving. And big congratulations to Secret Agent 23 Skidoo on the win. It's uh, it's truly an honor to welcome uh, Harry Gottlieb, who's got a, a very interesting story to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Harry, how are you? I'm great. It's great to be on. Uh, good. It's good to see you. So we, um, you know, we should start off by saying that this is just audio, but you did spend, uh, what, you said three hours in the makeup chair before you started because you thought that there would be some video involved. I'm- I'm very disappointed because my <laughs> eyebrows have Look never looked this right. good, like, honestly. Folks, you should see this. So, Harry, I um, I came, I came to know you from a mutual friend of ours, um, and something that you are known for, which is kind of an incredible thing, which is sort of a a cultural icon sort of situation, is the game you don't know Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, yes, you started that. You created that. Tell me a little bit. What do we need to know about you? Don't know Jack. Well, um, it was a uh, it was a it was a big uh, CD-ROM franchise that started in uh, 1995, and uh, the core game, if you haven't played it before, is uh, it's a trivia game, but it's a twisted trivia game, and that you have a host, a voice host who asks, asks these kind of weird questions. Um, it's, m- most of it is multiple choice answers. And then if you uh, get an answer wrong, the host makes fun of you specific to the answer you chose. So there's, <laughs> there's thousands and thousands of audio files in the game. Um, and it kind of, you know, when it came out in 1995, I think the reason it was kind of a big deal is it kind of made you feel like there was a, a real game show in your living room or like, you know, in your den where you were playing the game. And um, it was, you know, it was a very exciting time. You know, it was like kind of our first kind of big hit. And um, uh, yeah, had a it had an amazing run. You know, we we sold five million copies of that over lots and lots of versions. Um, and then recently, kind of rebooted it again um, about three years ago um, with kind of all new content because the the, the game, uh, the questions in the game were, were called sort of twisting hype culture. And pop culture. So the original idea was um, back in the '90s. You know, what if you had a trivia question and you needed to know something about Shakespeare and the Brady Bunch to answer the exact same question? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so that was sort of like the original idea. So we would have, uh, you know, questions like, um, imagine, you know, I'm going to name off here. We can, we can, Mike, we can play. Yeah, this. let's play. Let's play. Ready? Right. Yep. We'll play. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to name off. Uh, five breakfast cereals, and you need to tell me if the mascot on the cover of the cereal is a mammal 
or not a mammal. Okay. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Frosted flakes, mammal or not a mammal? Mammal. Fruit Loops, mammal or not a mammal? Not a mammal. Captain Crunch, mammal or not a mammal? <laughs> the Captain be a mammal. <laughs> Booberry. Uh, not a mammal. Correct. Ghosts do not have milk producing mammary glands. So no, they're anyway, you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and oh. so the games were, were like that. And it was, you know, I was actually the host of the very first game uh-huh. myself. And so, you know, it's like a guy talking to you, although my, my voice was, I changed my voice for, uh-huh. for the game. Well, it sounded more like, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Nice to see you. Well, Welcome to the Internet, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I know that voice. So you, I guess, can we go back? Like, do you remember where you were when you got the idea for the game? Like, how did that oh, all yeah. come to be? Mm-hmm. So, um, I was very interested in education coming out of college, and I had a background in filmmaking, and so my real focus was on education. And I was working on a interactive series to that was a trivia, not a trivia game, a quiz game based on young adult literature, and it was called That's a Fact, Jack. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine who was working at a publisher uh, in Berkeley, California. Uh, some of your listeners might remember the flying toasters, the screensaver flying toasters. Okay. Um, this is back in the day when you had, you know, you didn't have LEDs. So like screens would actually, if you left something on there, they would burn in and you would, that, that would be left. So <laughs> screensavers would literally, you know, come on and have animation float across your screen so that you wouldn't have this burn in problem. So that company was seen kind of that the that business was coming to an end with these new flat screen monitors and like we need something else. Um, and he said, you know, can you instead of doing an educational quiz game, could you do an entertainment quiz game that's kind of more targeted towards an older audience, an adult audience? And um, I'm like, I'm not interested because I really care about education and and he just kept pestering me, frankly. <laughs> and so finally I had this kind of night with, you know, I was living with my brother at the time and and um, and we had this brainstorm, like what 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 about if you could come up with these kind of funny questions? Because I myself am not a huge trivia lover um, because I'm <laughs> have a great memory, so I'm not good at trivia. But I'm like, but if it could be funny, if it's funny, then I'm interested. So like what if we could do a funny trivia game? And, um, and then, you know, I came up with some questions and started, um, creating a little prototype, kind of programming out a little prototype. Um, I kind of taught myself just enough programming to be able to do that. And then suddenly I was kind of excited about it. You know, I'm like, oh, this is going to be really fun. And, um, took it out to show his kind of executive team. Uh, and, and, and when I was out there, I'm like, well, you know, I really want to do this now. So I'm going to actually call other publishers. And I was like a nobody. I had no, I had no real connections in San Francisco, but I used, because I went to one publisher, I would call the second publisher and say, Hey, I'm going to be over at like publisher a and like who has legitimacy because they want to see this game. And like, I'm going to be in town. Like, you know, are you just taking a look? They're like, Oh, okay, sure. So I kind of managed to, <laughs> get into all these different places that way. Uh-huh. And it was, it, it was like a real turning point um, in my career, like this one day, because I went from place to place and we put the game on and, um, you know, it was just, the game was just black and white text on a screen, but the audio was very, very rich with music and sound effects and everything like that. And so people 
I would start in the conference room with like one or two people and then people, other people would be coming in to the room to watch the game and they were laughing and then, and suddenly I had like five publishers that were interested in the game. Wow. And I called my, you know, my little teeny tiny team back in Chicago and was like, you guys, you, you can't believe what's happening. Like this is, I think everything's going to be different from here on in. Wow. And it was, it really was. It was, it was different from that, from that day on. That's amazing! Wow, what what? Did, so you came up with this game? You had no idea what, how it would how it would turn or, or what would what would happen. And it sounds like there's been a lot of different iterations. And now, so let's jump to now. You you have uh, Jackbox Games, um, which yeah. yeah, I assume the Jack is from. You don't know Jack, right? That's right. Big yeah. assumption on my end. Um, so. Um, so I guess this is this is a two-parter. One is so what kind of games are you all working on now? And then I guess the follow-up to that is, or maybe the pre-question is, how has the video game landscape changed? Right? Because, well, I'll let you answer it. I have my thoughts, but I'd just like to hear from you, someone who's like really in the business. Like, how have things changed? Oh my God! Since then, <laughs> I mean, we 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 watched and participated in the death of the CD-ROM industry. Um, we also did a game uh, based on the television show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire uh -huh. with Disney. Uh -huh. And um, we, I mean, that show was becoming a hit. And we actually, normal the normal production time to do a, a, a major title was, you know, 12 months. And Disney called us two months before they wanted the ship. Like wow. the first phone call. And we sh did it. Because they're like, we know how to make these kind of games. So we made a game based on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. The host at the time, the initial host, Regis Philbin, came to Chicago. We recorded him, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> and, um, and it was this you know, absolute runaway hit because that had a huge hit television show promoting it. Right. And, and they sold like a million and a half copies in three months. Jeez. And then, and, and at some point I w went into the grocery store and like our game was like on cereal boxes. So, but, so, but what they had done is they had dropped the normal price point Disney had of CD-ROMs, which was, you know, $29.99 to like $19.99. And suddenly, which is great. It was great for us. It was great for Disney. We were making royalties. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but uh, nobody else could make CD-ROMs at that price point. <laughs> Uh -huh. And meanwhile, like the internet was like showing up and, and you know, there's people were starting to do games online, but this was in a world where there was no broadband. It was just 56 K modems, which was kind of like before we had, were able to like stream video and things like that. And so we found ourselves in this really weird situation where it's like, oh, wow, we, we do these kind of big high end games and there's no, we like the CD-ROM market is, is dying uh -huh. and you don't have any place to go. And so the games company kind of went uh, <laughs> on the shelf, frankly, for about seven or eight years while I started another company um, to do more uh, work for businesses as opposed to for you know consumers. And um, uh, and then and then the the Wii came out, you know, yeah. many years yeah, later. Yeah. Suddenly, family family gaming was back. We were we had done some stuff on console, but console was mostly like, you know, driving and kill games and like, you know, right. just it wasn't our style of game. And, um, and then the week came out and like family gaming was back, party games were back. And um, I found um, a terrific uh, guy named Mike Builder to come on board and run the company. And, um, um, 
and a wonderful investor in my other company who, who invested in the games company. And we, um, you know, we, we, we tried to make a run in the new space. And at that time, it was sort of like there was the Wii, uh, you know, people were playing games on Facebook. You know, it was just kind of all over the place. And, um, and frankly, we had we really struggled. We struggled for for uh, about five six years, wow. where we were not making money, and we were basically losing money very very slowly. And then got to a point where we were pretty much out of money, um, and we saw like that there was this kind of idea that we'd always wanted to pursue, um, which was you know what if what if you could. Going back to our roots, as opposed to we were doing mobile games, Facebook games, where people were by themselves. The games, like you don't know, Jack. The, re- the reason they worked is because they were party games. They were games where like people were coming together to play together. That you could play with your kids, that you could play with your family, you know, and you could play with your friends. Um, and and that's of course one of the reasons I love the games business is because it it's games bring people together. It creates something fun for people to do together it creates a dynamic i mean that does in my own family like when we play you know these games like we're having a great time together as opposed to everybody kind of being off on their own screen mm-hmm. so this this idea was well what if we could have a game that's on your tv and what if since at this you know as of like three years ago like everybody had a computer in their pocket right that everybody's got a phone right and what if they could just simply log on to a website um, when I say log in, just go to a website, type uh-huh. in a name, type in a room code that's shown on the screen, and then boom, suddenly you're in the game together. Fun. And what if you could play You Don't Know Jack where the controller is your phone. And what other games could we do like that? And so then we started doing a whole bunch of series of other games. And it took off. Like it really rescued the company. Like oh, it just totally took off. And these games are all called Jackbox Party Packs. And uh-huh. it's a pack of five games and we just released kind of our third version of it and um and our audience keeps keeps growing and i personally am thrilled with it because it's a game that i play with my own kids and it's you know generally my kids do not think that i'm particularly cool but like when we're playing our own game <laughs> my son will be like god i can't believe that this like your company did this like really <laughs> like mr uncool like how did that like, these games are so cool uh-huh um, wow that's amazing, wow, kid! Yeah, kids, right? Um, so, what are some of the what are the, some of the other games that are that are coming out of out of the the gaming side of of what you do? The Jackbox Party Pack. So, yeah. the the first kind of big hit was a game called Fibbage, and Fibbage is a, is a, um, uh, a a bluffing game. And so, you know, an example would be. Imagine you're all sitting in your living room and the, the game's up on your television. And when I say it's on your television, you're playing it through, you could be playing it through your Xbox, your PlayStation, through your Amazon Fire TV, your Apple TV. You could be playing it through your PC too. Uh-huh. You know, you don't even, it doesn't even have to be on your TV or you put, plug your PC into your TV. Um, uh, and you get a question, everybody gets a question and says, for example, in 1965, Hasbro made a sad-looking crying doll dressed in tattered rags called Little Miss Blank. Uh-huh. And then everybody in the room is on their phone or their, they can be on a laptop, they can be on a, a tablet, it doesn't make any difference, logged into the website, and they type in their answer. You know, And it, what they're trying to type in something that is going to get people to think that that's the correct answer. Uh-huh. And then 
once everybody's typed in their answer, then people all come together and be like, okay, here's all the choices. What do you think was the correct answer? And if you fool somebody, then you get points. If you cor- pick the correct answer, you get points. Oh, fun. Nice. Yeah. And it's yeah. supposedly, I mean, it's incredibly funny because people type in crazy <laughs> stuff. Uh-huh. And it's another thing that I love about this game is, you know, people, you're playing a game, but it's also like you're getting to laugh at each other's kind of jokes. You yeah. Know I mean? yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> which, which my kids, you know can't get enough of i just sometimes the jokes are <laughs> really really scatological uh-huh. i'm like okay let's enough with that <laughs> that's Something great else. yeah but yeah anyway so that's that's fibbage is one another uh-huh. game is called drawful which is kind of um a, a drawing type game and you know s- similar construct like you know someone um gets a, a, a at the beginning of the game, everybody gets a, like a little thing that they're supposed to draw on their their phone or their tablet. So maybe the, what it says is, you know, magic janitor. Uh-huh. You know, what's it's it's some weird thing. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, right? sure, sure. Um, sexy owl, you know, for the <laughs> for the you know older group, uh-huh. and then um, uh, uh, and then so then you draw that, and then people then see that picture that's on the screen after it's been drawn and, and they ask everyone okay like what is this and so you everybody then types in what they think it is mm-hmm. and if you get people to think that what you kind of said it was was in fact the clue that the original you know artist had then you know you score yeah. and if if you've drawn it so well that people actually pick the correct answer then you score <laughs> and so um it's yeah, and it's this Super is fun. all these games, yeah. all these games. In another game called Quiplash. Again, sort of, it's 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 just uh, you'll get everybody gets a uh, or a couple people get a cue. Uh-huh. Like um, here's one: the hit song from the Broadway show Fart, the musical. <laughs> and you know, and so the kids are like, okay, what's the hit song from Fart, the musical? And like two people will write an answer, and then those two answers kind of go head to head. And and then people just simply vote on what they think the funniest answer is or yeah. the best answer. That's great. And then so you're basically it's a popularity contest effectively around your answer. <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a bunch of games like that. That's uh, all of which sound really fun. So um, how how can we get these games right? Like I, I as a parent, how do I get these games and so I can play them with my family? Are they available online? Is there an online? Oh store? yeah. Yeah. You can buy them. That, that's that's where you would get them. Right. Uh-huh. You get them. Uh, if, uh, you know, you can get them from the PlayStation store, you know, you can get basically from, from the stores associated with your consoles, uh-huh. you can get them Amazon fire TV. It's like, there's a, if you go down to party games, you'll yeah. see like most right. of the games are our games. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's pretty easy to find in those online stores. And if you're a PC, then you would go to steam steam, got it. steam, steam is the place where you would get, get this game and you and download it and, yeah. and uh, play it. And, and it's really like, you know, that's all you need. Um, and each pack has got these five games on it. And so now we've got 15 of these things out there and take cool. your pick. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's, oh, it's, so uh, great. they really are, they really are a lot of fun. Yeah. And, it's, and, and we love hearing from people who are playing the games. So nice. very, very nice. Well, um, so we can find you at jackboxgames.com. Is there a Facebook? Is there a Twitter? Like those kinds of things? 
Yes, just yeah. you know, just find it. All, what, what you would think, what you would think to type in, that's what you'd find. Jackpot games. <laughs> Got it. All right. Well, Harry, thanks so much. This is so interesting to hear about. Um, hear about all the things that are doing that that you all are doing as a company and how the gaming industry has changed and to to talk to someone who who created something that was such a big part of like my growing up so thank you so much for your time this afternoon thank you mike it was a lot of fun all right that was so cool so cool to hear about how games are made and created and then not just making the game but how do you take it to the next step as as the as the industry changes so cool thanks so much to harry gottlieb and i should also say thank you to alan goodis for connecting me to harry uh if you remember alan he was on i think episode five or so of the good stuff kids podcast and i'm sure he'll be back very very soon so thank you alan for connecting me with harry Anything and everything that you need in the world that's related to the Good Stuff Kids podcast can be found at www.goodstuffpod.com. You should go there, check it out, download all the old episodes. Everything's there, and it's all free. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Free. Oh, and Alan is, is episode seven, not five. Although you should check out episode five. That's with Tom Chapin. But if you want to hear from Alan, it's episode seven. That was pretty fun, pretty funny. So have a great week. Talk to you soon. Good stuff.